I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, the headlines always talk about the ends of the spectrum Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, red, blue. What about the middle? Is there a silent majority somewhere that we're missing? Are they movable? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. We're really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Anthony Fowler is a professor in the Harris School of Public Policy at the University of Chicago. Uh, And the thing I love about uh, Anthony's research and his focus is it's all about getting to the data and what it really tells us uh, and what that really means. Uh, He's also the uh, co-host of the Not Another Political Podcast podcast. Uh, We'll talk about that in a minute as well. But Anthony, welcome to the program. And uh, you have a a great piece in Newsweek this week talking about the silent majority being uh, alive and well and maybe not what either of the political parties uh, actually think it is. (laughs) That's right. Thank you so much, Boyd, for having me. It's great to speak with you. That's right. I think there are a lot of moderates out there in America, and I think most political elites uh, don't appreciate just how many of them there are, just how moderate they are. Uh, I think that, that and I think that is the best definition. They, uh, the elites on uh, on both ends would like to think it's different, but uh, but there is this. Uh, I, I've always said that the country is is really a center left to center right uh, nation. There's kind of this movable middle. But in your research and you're looking at the data, uh, what is it that you're finding out about that movable middle? Yeah, I think a lot of people in that middle, I think a lot of a lot of elites and a lot of political scientists have assumed for a long time that they're unsophisticated, that they just don't care about politics, they don't have real views, etc. But we're finding that they do have real views, they just happen to have views that are in the middle. Maybe they really do have preferences over the minimum wage, they just think it should be $10, not seven twenty-five, and not and not 15 And I think that's probably true across the board. There are lots of issues where most Americans have real views, and they just think Nancy Pelosi is too far to the left, and they think Mitch McConnell is too far to the right. And so we're finding that they're not stupid, they're not unsophisticated, they just, they're just moderate, and they're willing, to be, you know, they're willing to be persuaded to vote for either party, but they're not really happy with what either party is offering them. Yeah, I'm so glad you pointed that out, because it really isn't about being just mushy or squishy or unsophisticated or uninformed. Yeah. Uh, they're just not happy with either side. And, and it seems to me that this group is also very busy living their lives or they're, they're working in their careers. They're raising families. They're making a difference in their community. Uh, and they seem to be kind of exhausted by both the extreme left and the extreme right. Have you seen anything in terms of what what is it that actually would waken up uh, this uh, this silent majority in the in the movable middle? Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You're absolutely right that they are less, on average, less politically active than the extremists are. And that, of course, affects our perceptions of polarization in America. If you tune into cable news, if you tune in, you know, if you pay attention to social media, you're mostly hearing the views of the extremists and you're getting this impression that there are a lot more extreme polarized people out there than there really are. But the people in the middle, they do vote. They don't vote as much, but they do vote at high rates and they are willing to vote for whichever candidate they believe is offering more moderate policies or whichever candidate they believe is more competent and so forth, they are actually, what we find is they're the most electorally consequential group by far. They're the ones that are willing to change which party they vote for depending on the qualities of the candidates. And so they are reachable um, and they are actually quite consequential in elections, even if kind of cable news coverage often ignores them. Yeah, and I think that's the uh, important lesson for both of the current major political parties is that they, they tend to speak to their bases and to the extreme thinking that's where it all happens. Uh, but but it seems to me there has to be uh, messages coming out that, that really show, uh, I think, kind of the the balance point that I – at least thinking and would love to see what the data tells us is that they want to look at something like immigration and say, okay, we do believe in rule of law and we also believe in compassion and that those are actually compatible principles, uh, not this, you know, fake fight, false choice stuff that we see on cable news. I agree with that. I think, I think probably, you know, because we're not talking about a naive you know, group of moderates, it's not easy to pander to them. I think the way to actually get them to vote for you is by, actually doing a good job and actually offering moderate policies. And, and of course, neither major party seems willing to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, and it seems more and more that there's almost no discussion of any policies. It's all pejoratives and, and uh, demonizing, you know, the up, the other side and, uh, you know, weaponizing anything they've ever said and, and kind of playing down the politics of it all. Uh, which which may be a way to uh, to win an election or to gain power, but but you really can't lead from that space again, especially with the, those in this middle, this silent majority who are. To me, it seems like they're looking for something different. I think that's right. I think they're definitely looking for something different. They they would like they would like elected officials, I'm sure, to focus more on policy and less on, like you say, you know, personal attacks and things of that nature. But they also are looking for, you know, not just any policy. They're looking for sensible, moderate policies that are somewhere in the middle. And they might actually, I mean, they might even prefer kind of a gridlock system over a system where one party gets to kind of run wild and do whatever they want. And so there's even some evidence that voters often will, you know, will vote for, say, the, you know, one party for state legislature and one party for governor precisely because they'd rather have nothing change than than have one party get everything at once. Oh, I, I think that's so interesting because we, we've obviously seen this swing over a number of election cycles, uh, both Democrat and Republican, those midterms, uh, where the American people do seem to keep coming back to, yeah, we actually like divided government. We, we may complain that it's, it's gridlocked and, and it's stalled and it's slow, uh, but that's better than having the extremes of either party uh, doing what they want for a season and then you know swinging all the way back to the other side. Yeah, that's right. And that's, I mean, that's a sad state of affairs because obviously a gridlock government is less able to solve real problems that arise and so forth. There are trade-offs there, but 
but you can see why a lot of you know Americans in the middle would rather gridlock than the alternative. That's yeah. Uh, anything in, in the, the data, and, and you have spent so much time in, in so many of these different uh, assessments, uh, what surprises you most about, uh, about the silent majority in the middle? I mean, I think one thing that would surprise a lot of people is that even people who self-identify as partisans are still not as partisan or not as extreme as their elected officials. Mm-hmm. Um, so, even, for example, um, even the people they say, you know, I'm, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican, and they might live in a pretty, you know, a solid red state or a solid blue state, and they might mostly have friends who also are the same party and so forth. When you ask them about their policy preferences, they're not nearly as kind of consistently liberal or conservative or consistently extreme as, as you might think, given their party and as their elected officials. And they're also open to being persuaded by the other side. We did some experiments where we said, you know, Mitch McConnell thinks this about minimum wage and Nancy Pelosi thinks this. And most people, even self-identified partisans, are kind of willing to hear arguments from both sides and update their views positively in light of those arguments. Oh, I love that, uh, that they're actually they so they are actually persuadable <laughs> because they haven't locked into their own you know, social media bubble or, uh, you know, their own little echo chamber. So as as you look at it coming down the home stretch here in a, in a really interesting midterm year, are, are there anything uh, anything on your radar that you're watching uh, that you think might indicate how this group in the middle might uh, play out uh, in in November? It's probably you know, too late for any of the candidates to do anything drastically different. But, of course, I've been looking at you know, some of the close Senate races that could decide control of the Senate. I've been, I, I was looking at the primaries and who was nominated in the primaries. And one of the, one of the biggest things you can do to try to win a general election in a, close, in a close state or district is nominate a moderate. It won't surprise you given all the rest of our, rest of our results. And, and I think neither party did a really good job of that. And I think Mitch McConnell himself has even come out and said, you know, I'm not very hopeful that Republicans are going to win the Senate because we didn't do a very good job nominating sort of sensible, moderate candidates. That's normal, I would say. I think it's rare for parties to nominate especially moderate candidates, but um, but that's certainly something I've been paying attention to. And I'll be curious to see, you know, what, what do the candidates say? Who are they trying to appeal to? And it's so far, I think neither party is doing a great job of, uh, of convincing people in the middle. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a great piece. It's in Newsweek. You can check it out at Newsweek.com. America's silent majority is alive and well and more moderate than either party. Author is uh, Anthony Fowler. He's a professor in the Harris School of Public Policy at the University of Chicago. Uh, great research, great thinking. Uh, his book is called Thinking Clearly with Data, uh, which I love. He's also co-host of Not Another Political Podcast podcast. And uh, Anthony, thanks for your perspective on this. We're going to tap back into you because I think this group uh, really will be a difference maker, not just in this midterm. Uh, I actually think the, the future belongs to that movable middle. And it, whoever speaks to them in a way that makes sense uh, with real policy, I think, wins uh, in the end. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. There is a persuadable middle. That is not the question. The question is who will actually speak to the middle about things they care about in a way that is educational, is elevating, and ultimately enlightening. Will anybody get to that space? I think there is a group to be had. There is a voice to be heard from the movable middle. Center left to center right. They're there. But nobody's speaking to them. Somebody will. Will it be you? We'll be back. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. 
In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.